For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome in to Duval Daily, your daily dose of Jacksonville Jaguars news and analysis. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. Today, we're taking a look at some disgruntled wideouts from around the league and whether or not the Jaguars should pursue them via trade. You can follow myself at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. And if you enjoy the content, please go ahead and like and subscribe on YouTube at Gen Jag. You can just search Gen Jag. It'll pop up there for you. So, as I've stated, today is all about these young, disgruntled wide receivers. Uh, you've got some off-season programs starting around the league today. The Jaguars started last week, but some other teams are getting it going today, tomorrow, and uh, throughout the week. So, Terry McLaurin, Washington Commanders, Debo Samuel, San Francisco 49ers, A.J. Brown, Tennessee Titans, D.K. Metcalf, Seattle Seahawks. These are the wideouts that we are looking at today. All four of these guys were 2019 draft picks. Debo and A.J. were second rounders along with D.K. And Terry McLaurin was a third rounder out of Ohio State. So um, Terry McLaurin, according to Adam Schefter, he is reporting to voluntary workouts for the commanders, but not participating in any on-field work this offseason. It's not yet clear whether or not Debo or A.J. Brown will report to their their camps, but they aren't expected to participate in any on-field work either. So you've got Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, and A.J. Brown all planning on not reporting, according to Adam Schefter. Or excuse me, planning on not participating in camp, in the off-season program. Whether or not Debo or A.J. Brown will be there is still unclear, but they do not plan on taking part in any on-field work. D.K. Metcalf is expected to report and participate throughout the offseason despite his contract situation. So even though he's looking for a new contract, he's still going to show up and do the thing. Like I said, all four of these guys were 2019 draft picks. So they're all in the same age range. And the question here is whether or not the Jacksonville Jaguars should pursue any of these uh, wide receivers via trade. Um, at this point, none of them have been officially put on the trade block from what we've heard, but there have been grumblings about the contracts, about potential trades. Uh, so it's something I wanted to monitor as the Jaguars have not really given their quarterbacks much to work with in recent years in terms of high quality receiving options. Uh, there's been plenty of issues for the Jaguars offense. It's not just on the receivers, certainly, but. Could the Jaguars use a top-flight receiver to help Trevor Lawrence's development? Uh, Let's take a look at these four guys. 
what they bring to the table and, and kind of go through this process here. Terry McLaurin is 26. He's six foot, little over 200 pounds. So average size, a little bit bigger than Christian Kirk, but similar size there. But speed to burn, ran a 4.35 at the combine. That shows up on tape. Excellent route runner. Uh, the way he's able to cut and get in and out of breaks and put defenders in a bind. He can win as an X. He can win on the line of scrimmage against press coverage. Uh, he can win pretty much anywhere. And he's shown really consistent hands the last two seasons. Uh, his ball tracking, his ability to just snatch the ball out of the air when it looks like he has no chance of grabbing it. Um, really impressive for Terry, Terry McLaurin there. And he's a team leader. He's showing up to the um, to the commander's workouts, obviously not participating in any on-field work this offseason, but he is showing up. He is being a captain, um, that type of guy. So, of course, when you're looking at building a team around what the Jaguars are trying to do, the character, the person, is just as important as the player for Doug Peterson for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, you, you've got a lot of high high character guys in Jacksonville already. I think you'd like to continue that. You don't need choir boys. You don't need all that. But you need guys who are passionate about football, who are passionate about being teammates. And Terry McLaurin is showing that he is, despite not participating in the on-field work. I don't blame him. I don't blame any of these guys. Um, they deserve to get paid. And putting themselves at risk on the football field I just don't think would be wise. I wouldn't advise them to do that either. So yeah, Terry McLaurin can win as an X. He's 26 years old, going into the last year of his contract. So all of these guys are going into the last year of their contract. So all of them, if you're going to trade for them, you're going to have to talk about dropping that bag immediately um, in terms of getting them under a long-term contract, making them happy. And I think Terry McLaurin at 26 still has his best football right in front of him. Debo Samuel, also 26. He was a second-round pick in that 2019 draft class. Offensive weapon extraordinaire, right? He helps San Francisco. San Francisco helps him. Um, he has contact balance. He has speed, acceleration, vision, creativity, uh, all, all that with the ball in his hands. And he's also capable of making big plays down the field as a receiver. But... 12% drop rate, and when you're projecting him from the 49ers to another football team, what you have to understand with Debo Samuel is, as an offensive weapon, he is reliant upon the ability for his offensive line to create holes, the wide receivers out wide to create holes. When Debo's getting the ball out of the backfield on these screens and pitches, uh, on these wide zone runs, the wide receivers have to block. They have to create space for Debo. And the 49ers offensive line and wide receivers, they do that probably better than anyone else in the league. So if you're talking about trading for Debo and using him in the same way, which you want to use him in the same way the 49ers have used him because that is how he is most effective, you have to be able to know or project that your wide receivers that your scheme, that your offensive line is going to create space for him. Can he create space for himself? 
Yes, he has that contact balance. He has that speed and acceleration. But if you're going to maximize what you're getting out of Debo Samuel, you have to make sure your wide receivers, tight ends, offensive line are getting the job done blocking. You have to make sure that the defense that you're going against is respecting everyone else on the field. Your spacing is on point. So there's a lot more that goes into Debo Samuel than just being a wide receiver. And that can benefit you greatly. But you have to put the pieces in place to allow him to be as successful as possible. A guy like Terry McLaurin, he is almost exclusively a wide receiver. He is going to beat defensive backs. He's going to beat them in man. He's going to beat them against zone. Uh, He's just a pure wide receiver right now. I don't think you can sit here and honestly say Debo is a pure wide receiver. He does have a lot of the traits you're looking for. I don't think he's an elite route runner right now. There's there's evidence of him putting defenders in a bind with his route running, but I don't think it's at at the same consistent place that it is for Terry McLaurin. Uh, And and the drop rate, 12% career drop rate. That is too high, point blank. Uh, it gives you too much volatility in terms of when you're trying to use him. And if if you had Debo Samuel in Jacksonville over the last three years, for example, he's played in the NFL for three years. If he was in Jacksonville, you would have receivers not picking up blocks for him. You would have terrible spacing. Uh, you would have offensive linemen not getting the job done. You would have a guy who I think people would look at him as an afterthought around the league. He would not be the just meteor of of hype that he is right now. So you have to factor that in when you're talking about a guy like this who is not just a wide receiver. A.J. Brown. We do not need to talk about A.J. Brown. There is zero chance the Titans are trading A.J. Brown to Jacksonville. Division rivals a long time bad blood between those two franchises. Look, the Titans traded Kamal, uh, Kamale Correa. I can't remember his name right now. I'm probably butchering it, but a couple years ago, towards the end of the season, the Jaguars traded for Correa from the Titans, but the Titans probably thought they were fleecing the Jaguars. The Jaguars probably thought they were just taking a chance with a late round selection on a guy who they thought maybe could be a productive rusher for them. That was low risk for both teams. AJ Brown to Jacksonville would be high risk for both teams. It's just not going to happen. We don't need to worry about that. DK Metcalf. Again, he is reporting. He is participating in all the um, on-field work and all the off-season work for the Seattle Seahawks. That doesn't mean they wouldn't trade him at the right price. They just shipped off Russell Wilson. They really need, in my mind, to hit the reset button in a lot of different ways. Is paying a wide receiver the type of money that you're going to need to pay DK Metcalf wise when you don't have a franchise quarterback? I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the Seahawks would think about that. Um. But DK Metcalf is 24 years old, an absolute monster. Um, He is a physical specimen, man. 
there's not a DB in the league who can consistently match up with DK Metcalf and win. He's going to get you. He, he'll he beat you deep. He'll use his physicality to win uh, on the more shallow stuff. Incredible speed, incredible catch radius, incredible talent. And he's the youngest of this bunch, only 24 years old. Um, he was younger than the rest of the guys in the, that 2019 class that we're talking about. The only knock I would really say, his hands were inconsistent until 2021, but they they really improved. He only had four drops on, I believe, how many targets? Four drops on a 124 targets. So, yeah, better than anything the Jaguars have been putting out there by a long shot. And again, he has 4-3 speed. He is an absolute just freak of nature in terms of when you talk about 4-3 speed at six foot three and 230 pounds, that just doesn't exist. He's got great explosiveness. No, he's not a subtle, subtle athlete. He doesn't need to be. He's bigger and stronger and faster than everyone else. Um, so, yes, DK Metcalf is a guy that you don't need to worry about in terms of trading for him. And he's, like I said, only 24 years old. He's going to turn 25 in December, I believe. So we've gone through Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, who the Jaguars have no chance of landing, and D.K. Metcalf. Should the Jaguars attempt to trade for any of these guys? When, if they should, when should they do so? And at what cost? So, Debo Samuel. I think he is an A-plus version of what LaVisca Chenault can give you. The Jaguars have used LaVisca in a lot of similar ways to Debo, but because the Jaguars have not had blocking on the outside or in the middle, because they have not had good spacing, because they have not had a scheme that threatens or scares opposing defenses, it hasn't worked out very often for LaVisca. Um, for the first time in his career, he, he uh, had trouble catching the ball last year. I don't think that's going to be an issue moving forward, so you can feel good about that with Visca. But um, I guess my point here is when you look at Visca and Debo, I don't think you're talking about a completely redundant talent um, uh, talent level between these two guys or skill level, what they can bring to the field. But I just think Debo is a better version of what Visca gives you in terms of his ability to create separation and and to accelerate through these holes visca it does not have the same speed that debo has he does have power but guess what debo even though he's smaller than visca he has power as well great contact balance he runs through arm tackles consistently so yeah if the jaguars were going to bring in a debo samuel what would i be willing to give up for him not the number one pick that's for sure but a two and change? Absolutely. And again, if you're going to trade for these guys, you have to be ready to drop the bag immediately. I think Debo Samuel, out of all four of these guys, I think he has the most volatile projection moving forward because he is an offensive weapon, not a pure receiver. And because he's an offensive weapon uh, that gets hit a lot, 
that takes a lot of carries out of the backfield. I think injuries are of greater concern. Uh, and the fact that he's not a straight up ball winner on the outside and X receiver, that's a little worrisome in terms of paying him what you're going to have to pay these guys. Maybe you're looking at 25 plus million, 20 to 25 million a year. I think Debo has some volatility in his projection moving forward, even though he is one of the most exciting playmakers in football, bar none. I think any team would be happy to have him, but you have to look at, at what the cost is, at the projection moving forward, at all the risks involved. Um, and, and you have to say, you have to ask yourself, are my wide receivers going to get the job done the way the 49ers receivers got the job done blocking? Is my offensive line going to get the job done? Am I going to be able to scheme this stuff up to where opposing defenses just can't key in on Debo? Because that's what they did against Visca when he was getting the ball on screens and such in 2021. Should Doug Peterson be able to do that? Yes. Uh, in terms of the scheme, he's he's an excellent schemer, play caller, uh, offensive mind, but are, are the horses there to get the job done? to make Debo the most effective he can be. I'm not sure. But what would I give up for Debo? I would give up a two and a three or a two this year and a two next year, but I would need to make sure again, that that blocking is on point. Is it going to be on point? I don't know, but if they're going to trade for Debo, they need to make sure they feel that Doug Peterson, that Trent Balky, that the rest of the coaching staff feels they can best use his skill set because it is a unique skill set and one that you have to be creative to use, to use to its full capacity. Terry McLaurin, I would honestly give up more for Terry, scary Terry, than I would for Debo because he is that pure X receiver. Now, is he giving you the same uh, excitement as an offensive weapon? No, and you don't want to use him that way. You want to use him as a pure receiver as a guy you can line up at x you can line him up at the slot you can line him up at z he can win all over the field with route running with speed with pacing uh with consistent hands i think terry mclaurin is one of the guys that is going to be a top receiver for the next few years in the nfl at least the next few years again he's also 26 years old the Jaguars, they only have the first overall pick in terms of first-round selections in 2022. You're not giving up the first overall pick for Terry McLaurin. He's just not that level of athlete, of specimen. Could you give up a two, a three, and a two in 2023? I would do that. Would the commanders do that? I'm not sure. But I would give up a lot to go get Terry McLaurin. And, and and when would I do that? I would do it before the draft. Um, obviously, you're going to lose this year's draft capital. If you don't, then you're pushing it towards 2023 draft capital. Not quite as enticing for a football team trying to win now, which the commanders appear to be wanting to, to get the job done as they've been a competitive team the last couple of years. So yeah, I would trade for Terry McLaurin right now. If the commanders were willing to do it for a two, 
or two twos and a three. You know, the 2022 second round pick, 2022 third round pick, and 2022 second round pick, I would do that all day. I don't know if the commanders would or not, but that's what I would give up for him if they were willing to do it. Um, I might consider... I might consider giving up a 2023 first for him. But that's factoring in the idea that you're confident that you're not going to be picking high in the draft, which right now the Jaguars win total over under is six and a half. So you're expected to pick high in the draft. Are you willing to bet on yourself that much? That's a question Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke would have to ask themselves. Now, DK... Because he's 24, because he's an absolute freak of nature, maybe the most physically imposing receiver in football, maybe the most physically imposing player in football at 24 years old, the sky is the limit for DK Metcalf. I would give up the first overall pick for DK Metcalf, which also means I would give up, if it wasn't the first overall pick, I would give up a boatload of other draft capital for DK Metcalf. I've said that before. I'll say it again. I think DK Metcalf is the type of talent that's beyond the Jamar Chase level or certainly in that range. Um, And that's the type of guy that can dramatically change your offense, can change your quarterback's ability to get the job done. And and yeah, so I would give up the first overall pick for DK. Um, I would give up a whole lot more. Does adding any of these guys via trade limit you long-term in terms of your cap flexibility, in terms of what you want to do with this football team? In my opinion, this is the perfect, perfect time for a franchise to trade for a receiver who needs a contract. Why? Trevor Lawrence is on a cost-controlled contract for the next three seasons. 2022, 2023, 2024, he is on his rookie deal. And even after that, you can get the fifth-year option, which is cheaper than a long-term contract. So why does that matter? Because if you're not paying a quarterback, franchise quarterback money, but you're getting franchise quarterback production, which is what you hope for over the next couple of years, That's the perfect time to pay a receiver. If you're not having to pay your quarterback, you can afford to pay a receiver. And yes, the Jaguars are paying Christian Kirk for at least the next two years. But they have the cash, the cap space, to get the job done with any of these guys on a contract worth 20 to $25 million. Um, so you, you trade the draft capital. Yes, you're not excited about that. But you're getting a guaranteed quality upper echelon NFL talent, if you're talking about Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, or even Debo Samuel. Um, so no, it doesn't hurt you long-term. You sign these guys to a four-year deal with a two- or three-year out, and if you have to move on from them to pay Trevor Lawrence, you can do that. The Jaguars have a very healthy cap situation moving forward. You can afford to do that and bring back your guy, Josh Allen, who right now I think is the only young young guy that's going to demand a lot of money moving forward for you. 
that you would want to pay that money, um, at least over the next couple of years. So yeah, the Jaguars should absolutely be on the phone, uh, trying to trying to land one of these guys. In my opinion, Christian Kirk's great. I like him a lot, but if you pair Christian Kirk with one of these receivers. And then you also have your Marvin Jones in 2022, LaVisca Chenault, who you're hoping you can get back his confidence, uh, Jamal Agnew. That's a receiving core. You can get really excited about it combined with Evan Ingram and Dan Arnold, who are both quality receiving tight ends. Maybe you go get yourself Trey McBride in the third round if you haven't traded away that pick. Uh, There's a lot of different ways it can go, but Yes, I think giving Trevor Lawrence a legitimate receiving option outside of Christian Kirk would be beneficial, especially because he's cost-controlled. Signing one of these guys is not going to impact your ability to keep Trevor Lawrence around long-term in a negative way. In fact, it would impact it in a positive way because you're giving him what he needs to succeed. If I'm Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars are giving me Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, and one of DK Metcalf, Debo Samuel, and Terry McLaurin in the same offseason, and Doug Peterson, am I feeling like the Jaguars are supporting me? Hell yeah, I am. Obviously, after the first year in Jacksonville, I don't think that Trevor would feel that way based on what he saw last year, what he dealt with all the distractions, the clown show. But if you flip that and you give him one of Terry McLaurin, Debo Samuel, DK Metcalf, Doug Peterson, and Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram in one offseason, and Brandon Scherf, yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence feels good about the infrastructure around him in Jacksonville, if if you do that. He might feel good about it now anyways, because you have added... You have added talent. You've added a professional coach, a Super Bowl winning coach, an offensive mind, a former quarterback. Yeah, you've added all that. That's good. But you put it over the top with one of these guys. Bottom line. That's going to do it for the show. Thanks for tuning in, Duval. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. And check ginjag.com for all the latest Jaguars news and analysis and Duval gear. Thanks again. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.